This is the Not Your Mother's Pelvic Floor Podcast. I'm your host and pelvic floor's best friend, Aaliyah. I'm a pelvic floor physio and the founder of Box Wellness Co. Every week, I'll be talking about the things women don't talk about. Taboos about our body, our health, and so much more. Hello, hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Not Your Mother's Pelvic Floor Podcast of the year. Today is Wednesday, January the 3rd, 2024. My name is Aaliyah. I am your pelvic floor's best friend, and I'm so excited that you're here with me on this very first episode of the year. It's actually episode 19 of this podcast, but I felt like it was really important to discuss what many of us are probably doing right now or have been doing over the last few days. I know that many are making New Year's resolutions or goals or, you know, getting through the first few days of goals, resolutions, intentions for the year. I'm not sure if this is something that you practice, It's something that I have been trying to do over the last couple of years, sort of make some intentions for the year, make some goals that are more concrete. Um, And this year is no different. Last year, so for 2023, my goals included things like walking more. I gave myself a goal of walking between eight and 10,000 steps a day. Um, I also had a goal of reading 26 books over the year. I had some other sort of performance-based goals that I wanted to be able to sort of lift this much at the gym and, you know, do this many pull-ups. And I met some of those goals and I absolutely did not meet some of them. But I'm proud because I, I tried. I actually really tried over the last 12 months to, to meet those goals. Now this year, I'm still in the process of setting some of my goals. I didn't have it all ready by January 1st, but I don't think that's a really big deal because the year is 365 days long. And if I don't have all my goals set by the first day of the year, I'm okay with that. I'm giving myself until the end of this month to sort of set my intentions, my goals, make a plan for the year from a personal level and a business level and a sort of life level. Um, My birthday is at the end of January. And so January ends up being a month where I'm really introspective and sometimes a little bit mopey and moody because I, you know, I'm thinking about how the year has gone, how the years have gone, how time is moving and what I have and haven't accomplished so far you know, I think this is sort of typical stuff that people think about um, when a new year starts, whether it's January 1st or a birthday or other sort of major life milestones. So I'm giving myself the entire month to sort of sort out all of my goals, but I do have some of them already set. And one of my goals for 2024 is similar to last year, and it is to walk more. So as I said last year, I gave myself a goal of walking between eight and 10,000 steps per day. And I don't have an Apple watch or a tracker. I just use the health app on my iPhone. And I take my iPhone with me in my pocket or in my 
my jacket, whatever, when I walk. And it tells me how many steps I've done that day. So I, I just use that to track how many steps I'm taking. And um, I, I knew that I didn't hit that goal because there were many, many weeks and even like I would say months where I didn't walk every day. I didn't go on an intentional walk every day. So I knew that I didn't meet my goal of eight to 10,000 steps per day. Um, and so I was feeling a little bit discouraged about that. And I knew that at certain points over the year, I just didn't have the time. Like it takes time to walk eight to 10,000 steps. It takes like, I don't know, an hour or more, more. Um, sometimes I just didn't have time to do that, to take a break in my day to go and do that. Um, you know, with personal family obligations and stuff that was going on, I I just didn't have the time. So I, you know, I tried to be compassionate to myself and say like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> you did the best you could. But then I was actually surprised because even though I knew that there were weeks and even months that went by that I didn't walk intentionally every day, when I looked on my health app on my phone, I was able to pull up the average for the number of steps that I took over 2023. And I was pretty close. On average, I think the number was like 7,800 steps per day. So some days I definitely didn't walk more than just kind of like around <laughs> my house or around the grocery store. Um, but some days I obviously went above and beyond 10,000 steps because it averaged to almost 8,000 steps per day. So I'm not that upset about it anymore. And it was really a nice reminder that what we do most of the time makes the biggest difference. So those little blips in my year where I didn't get out for those walks, it was okay because I was more consistent at walking daily than I was at not walking, if that makes any sense. So I really enjoyed that because I think that's life, right? We make these goals. We want to have positive health habits. And sometimes life just happens and we're not able to. Maybe we don't have the capacity. Maybe we don't have the time. Um, maybe something is going on that takes priority. These are all reasonable reasons, not excuses, reasons that we may or may not be able to, you know, keep up with our goals or intentions. And I think that what we do most of the time really does make the biggest difference. And so my health app taught me that this year or last year, I guess. And, you know, I wanted to set that goal again to walk more this year in 2024, mainly for how it makes me feel from a mental health perspective. I really, really enjoy the clarity that it gives me to go for a walk. And I also really enjoy the physical break for my body. Um, so I'm not sitting at my desk or at my laptop all day long. Um, because when it comes to physical activity and movement for our body and our pelvic health and everything else, our overall wellness, you know, working out for one hour in the morning, which I typically do Monday to Friday, it doesn't counteract sitting for the rest of the day, you know, sitting at my desk working for eight hours and then, you know, sitting on the couch watching TV for another hour in the evening, like that one hour workout in the morning doesn't counteract all of the detrimental effects that being sedentary or sitting a lot um, can have on our bodies and research is sort of backing that up. So, my goal to walk more is for the mental health benefits for myself and also to just move a little bit more regularly throughout the day. So today I wanted to share some information with you about why and how walking is actually the best thing you can do for your overall health and your pelvic floor included because you are so much more than your pelvic floor. 
like if you have a pristine pelvic floor, you know, if you, you never leak, you have great control of your bladder, you, you know, you have no issues with constipation, you have no pain or heaviness or any issues, but you know, you get winded climbing your stairs or you can't get up from the floor with ease or you can't lift your grocery bags or your small child or grandchild or you have back pain or hip pain or stiffness, you have heart disease, digestive problems or mental health concerns, I'd argue that it doesn't matter how great your pelvic floor is. Your pelvic floor is simply a part of your body. And so what we do with and for the rest of our body is really important when we try to look at the bigger picture of how our pelvic floor fits in with our overall wellness because your pelvic floor doesn't work alone and you know positive health habits typically will positively impact more than one part or more than one system of your body and walking is no different so walking is so great because it's free. You don't need a membership to a club or a gym or a space. You can do it outside. It's accessible. You don't need special equipment, right? You can modify it. You can walk slow. You can walk fast. You can walk with a crutch or a cane or a walker. You can... You can change how you walk to make it work for you. You also already do it. You already walk. So we're not having to learn a new skill, which for some of us, understandably, that's hard. That's a hard thing to sort of commit to and even go through. As adults, it's very hard to learn new things. There's a lot of internal resistance that most of us have. Uh, when it comes to learning a new skill, um, walking, we don't have to do that. We already walk. Now, walking is super important as a skill. It is a skill. It's something that we learned when we were toddlers. But it's a skill that is important for us to maintain. If we want to continue to maintain function and independence across our lifespan. Now, walking is really great for our muscles and our joints and our bones and our cardiovascular system. Um, as I mentioned earlier, it is an activity that can be scaled up or scaled down, meaning you can make it harder or easier. It's not too exhausting. So if you're someone that um, perhaps you're going through some health issues and you don't have a lot of stamina um, and you can't walk that far, that's okay. No one's saying you have to walk too far, but everyone can walk even just a little bit around your house, in the hall of the apartment that you live in, one time around the block. I firmly believe that everyone can find a way to walk that works for them. Now, speaking of cardiovascular benefits, there's so much research out there that is confirming more and more to us that walking helps so many aspects of our body, of our health, our cardiovascular health, our mental health, our bone health, our digestive health, our mental health, oh, I said that already, our immunity, our sleep, and so much more. And when it comes to digestion, if you've listened to this podcast before, or if you follow me on Instagram, 
you know that I love to talk about poop and that I love to teach people about how having great poops really is important for pelvic health. Having great poops is important for so many things, but I'm a pelvic floor physiotherapist and I talk about things from the lens of our pelvic health. And so having great poops, having good digestion, not being constipated is really important for good pelvic health. I have a whole entire episode on why you need great poops for great pelvic health. So I'll link that in the notes below and you can check that one out if you'd like to learn more about that. But walking is a great way to help your body digest food. So if you are not walking as much, if you're not moving as much and you're constipated, one of the greatest, easiest things that you can do is to move. As we move, as we walk, it actually helps food move throughout our body and throughout our digestive system and can help us have better bowel movements. And when it comes to our bone health, did you know that every step that we take, our hip joint accepts 238% of our body weight with each step. So we are loading our bones. We are loading our joints with each step that we take. And it's low impact and loading our bones, loading our joints helps to maintain strength and bone quality. And this is really important as we age in our thirties, we start to lose bone mass. Um, so as we continue to move through this beautiful journey called life, we do need to prioritize our bone health. If we want to have strong and healthy bones, especially as we're women, because when we start to experience dips in estrogen, which can start in our thirties, our bones will also get a little bit weaker because estrogen really does protect the quality of our bones. So all of us, men and women will experience age-related bone density changes. But as women, when we lose estrogen, which all of us will go through, we tend to lose more bone mass than men. So walking is a really great way to load the big, long bones of our body, our legs, our hip joints, our knee joints, really, really important. And when it comes to um, mental health, studies are showing that walking is as effective as talk therapy for depression and anxiety. That's huge. That's really, really such a positive thing. Um, and personally, I've experienced this a lot as well, that going for a walk really makes me feel so much better. I don't know how else to put it. It makes me, it impacts my mood positively. I don't know whether it's the like alone time or it's the fresh air or it's just not having a purpose for walking. Oftentimes when I go for a walk, I won't walk to do something, I'll just to do something or to get something, I'll just walk. So I'm not sure if it's doing an activity that doesn't actually have like a purpose at the end of it. The purpose is in the activity itself. But anyhow, it really positively impacts my mood. I wonder if you've noticed this as well. But the research is kind of confirming that walking is really beneficial for our mental health, which is amazing. And studies are showing that walking, especially walking in nature, has been shown to improve our immunity. 
So when it comes to cardiovascular health, here are some really interesting numbers. So let's first keep in mind that heart disease is a leading cause of death in women worldwide. And women, as we age and as we lose estrogen, we are at greater risk of cardiovascular disease because estrogen is cardioprotective. It protects our cardiovascular health, our heart and our brain. So keep that in mind. And I don't want, you know, if, you, if you're in your 30s or your 40s and you're like, well, I haven't hit menopause yet. Um, this is still important for you because we can start to experience estrogen decreases when we are in perimenopause, which can start in our mid thirties. Um, so, you know, it's never too early to start taking care of our health, including our cardiovascular health. Um, and if you want to know more about perimenopause, you should listen to my perimenopause 101 episode, um, just two episodes back. It's very, very interesting. I walk and talk you through estrogen and the changes that are happening as we approach menopause. So anyhow, this is important for all of us, especially if we are, uh, let's just say 35 and older. So a study showing that if we take 2,337 steps every day, this is very, very important and can improve our cardiovascular health. So 2,337 steps a day has positive impacts on our cardiovascular health, right? This is super important for us as women, right? Heart disease kills us. As we lose estrogen, as we age, we are more at risk to having cardiovascular health issues, all right? Now, check this out. Each additional 1,000 steps per day reduces all-cause mortality by 15%. All-cause mortality is simply just dying for any reason. Walking can literally reduce your chances of dying. I love this so much. So each additional 1,000 steps. Amazing. So stack those steps up. So I also was able to find the stat that said, if we're under 60, we can aim for between seven and 13,000 steps a day for sort of, you know, maximum benefits. Um, and I think that's a really nice number, a really nice range that we can keep in mind. So I think that, you know, there's so much more that we can sort of get into as to why walking positively impacts all these different health systems and more. But I think that as women who will all eventually go through perimenopause, menopause and postmenopause and all of us will experience this estrogen drop which puts us at risk for many many different types of problems from decreased bone density to cardiovascular compromise to brain health to cognition to all of these things if walking can counteract some of that and improve so many other things, I really don't understand why we would be resistant to this. So I really do feel like this is one of those positive health habits that we should all prioritize. And it's one of the reasons why I will, again, aim to walk intentionally 
every day this year. So my goals for this year with respect to walking, based on all this information that I just shared with you, is I'm going to aim for between 7,000 and 13,000 a day. So that's a really, really big range. And based on my experience last year, I'm not going to panic if I don't hit 7,000 steps one day or for a week or for a month, because I know I already knew from before, but now I really have the proof in the data from my health app on my phone that it's what we do consistently that makes a difference. So if I'm consistently walking, that's fine. If I go through blips, which I know that I will, where I'm not walking as much or at all, I know that that's still okay. I'm not going to panic. It's totally fine. Um, If you've ever seen any of those graphs or those sort of images that help us to understand that progress is not linear, often there's like a line that, you know, goes up and down, up and down, like a wiggly line with lots of valleys and lots of peaks. So when we're not walking, it might be more of a valley. And then when we're walking, you know, it's more of a peak or uphill. Um, And I think that's okay. And I think it's also a really great um, sort of reminder that what we, yeah, like what we do consistently makes a difference. It's the small things that make a difference, the things that we do day in and day out. So for me, I'm going to prioritize, like I said, trying to get at least 7,000 steps a day. So going between seven and 13 for the maximum benefits, cardio protection, mental health benefits, bone health benefits, all of that stuff. I'm actually going to prioritize what I like to call naked walks. So this isn't walking without my clothes on. (laughs) This is walking without listening to a podcast or listening to music or without scrolling my phone. Sometimes I do, definitely. I, I walk while I'm writing emails on my phone or, you know, texting people back or, um, you know, messaging. Oftentimes I listen to a podcast, oftentimes I listen to music. So I'm going to prioritize naked walks where I'm not listening to anything. I'm not scrolling my phone or texting or emailing. I'm just going to be. And I find that when I do that, because that is something that I have been doing last year and the years prior as well, I find that actually I get a lot of clarity I actually have time for my brain to just wander and think and I'm able to solve problems or see a bigger picture that I've been, you know, trying to, trying to see. I'm able to really honestly solve problems a little bit better. I come up with good ideas, um, good ideas for, you know, how to help someone or an idea, how to share content on Instagram or educate here on this podcast, I get really good ideas when I walk without anything in my ear. And I'm also going to try to walk in nature more. I live in the city and it's busy and it's loud and there's always like fire sirens, fire trucks and police cars and street cars and people sort of talking and screaming and doing all kinds of stuff because I live in a big city. Um, And I typically don't go walk in a park necessarily because there is a beautiful big park close to my house. It's called High Park. And it would take me about 25 minutes to get there walking, which is totally doable. Um, But I just tend not to prioritize walking there 
so that I can walk in nature and then walk back. But this year I'm going to prioritize that more. I'm going to take that 20 or 25 minute walk to high park so I can be more in big trees instead of the streets. Or I'm going to walk down to the lake, which is something I was doing a lot in 2021 and 2022. Again, that's like maybe a 20 minute walk down to the lake. And um, it's still a bit busy there because there's a really big road right beside it, but the lake is beautiful and it's peaceful and there's a nice trail beside it. So that's my, that's what I'm going to prioritize going for a walk in the big park near me or down by the lake because walking in nature is supposed to help us more. And I'm all about that. So I hope that you learned something here about why walking is the cheapest, most accessible thing that we can do and we can do it every single day we're already doing it and if we do it with intention and if we give ourselves maybe a step goal or a number of minutes goal we can really improve our overall health in so many significant ways so i thank you so much for listening i wish you a really happy new year and all the best with your resolutions and your goals And remember that is always the small sustainable changes that are the most impactful. So consider that as you set your intentions for the year or as you try to create good health habits. If you're someone that doesn't walk intentionally, perhaps starting with a goal of walking 7,000 steps a day, that might feel really, really big. So instead, maybe you can start to walk 10 minutes a day. And then the following week, see how that went. Do you feel up for doing 15 minutes a day? We don't have to start so big. It's typically the boring, small, simple things that truly make a difference. So don't try to bite off more than you can chew right at the beginning. And don't beat yourself up if you don't meet a goal or stick to it. You're human. This happens. Life happens. And if you fall off track, you don't have to wait until next year or next month or next Monday to start again. Just start again. Just try again. I believe in you. Until next time, take really good care of yourself and your pelvic floor and go for a walk. Bye. What you hear and learn on this podcast isn't a substitute for medical advice. These conversations are for education and entertainment only. Yes, I am a pelvic floor physiotherapist, but I'm not your pelvic floor physiotherapist. Please reach out to your healthcare provider with any questions.